0: Hi. Welcome to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast, a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I am Lee Campbell-Taylor, the interim pastor here, and Covenant Presbyterian Church is an open, affirming congregation, and we're so glad you found us. Our primary mission is to equip God's people to serve Christ in the world. In our weekly messages, we hope that you'll find inspiration, encouragement, and even challenge for your faith journey. Please listen with us now.
1: Maybe you are wondering why this chant is part of my preaching today. My answer is, every time I read this parable, this chant comes to mind. The lyric says, joy, joy, joy. I want it, but I looked it for where it wasn't. But one day, Christ, the giver of life, gave me that joy what I wanted. I used to sing this song. I think that Anthony could remember that in my home church in Cuba when I was working there. This is not the only reason I chose this biblical passage for today. As a woman, I am proud that a woman is the main character of this story. And I also love Jesus' parables and the way Jesus makes us think about him not only as a redeemer, but also as a storyteller who knew his context, the people, the social, political, economic, cultural relationships, and his revolutionary way of thinking, challenging injustice, and putting the needs of the people over the concepts of the law, the institution, and cultural norms. On the other hand, I love Luke's writing because of his way of emphasizing women's role in Jesus's ministry and his special concern for the outcast and the poor. This gospel proclaimed Jesus's message of hope for all people. This explained the prominence and numerous stories of women in his gospel. Luke tends to include parallel references that demonstrate that Jesus's words and deeds apply to men and women equally. This parable, I don't know if you have noticed, is often forgotten. It seems that the lost sheep and the lost son are the more popular for certain reasons. What reason could that be? Nevertheless, I would like to say that this parable of the lost coin plays an important role in this trilogy because it reinforces the essential point made in the first parable, and it prepares us for the third one. It also adds a couple of emphases that don't occur in the two other parables. This parable is unique in Luke and found in the central section of Luke where he narrates Jesus' journey in the mission of going to Jerusalem. This portion of the parable actually is beginning in Luke 15, verses 1 and 2, where tax collectors and sinners came to hear Jesus while the Pharisees and his scribes were grumbling saying that Jesus receives sinners and eats with them. It is interesting that the verb in Greek, grumbling, when they are complaining that it's used is grumbling, and it's the same used, I mean the verb, by the Israelites in the wilderness, when they were complaining about the boring menu and being thirsty. Interesting that both verbs mean that they made a public complaint to each other but not only to each other but also to the crowds who are not named but we could assume from chapter 14 verse 25 to still be in the background to hear the parables. Since the beginning of chapter 15, all the conversation that took place were around the teaching and the social religious scenario of opposition between tax collectors and the religious leaders of the people. It is here in this context Jesus told a triad of the parables in which the lost sheep is the first, the second, the lost coin and the last, the prodigal son. It is interesting to notice that the lost want to stay lost for a long time because these parables are about restoration, return, and rejoicing in the joy both the shepherd and the woman find the objects of their searching and call friends our neighbor to celebrate the finding. In this trilogy, like other Lucan pairs, Luke matches a man and a woman. We can remember Zachariah and Mary, Simeon and Anna, and the centurion and the widow of chapter seven. These parables reinscribe gender stereotypes and patriarchal order. They assign males the ownership and management of sheep and property, and to females care of the domestic realm. But all convey that the sheep, the owner the woman and the father have equally important roles ensuring the economic well-being of the family. Here is a woman administering the household finances, finances. One drachma could make the difference between being able to feed her family or not. Therefore, the coin had a great value for that woman. The theme of joy, over-repentant sinner, is shared by all the three parables. Jesus mentioned joy like uh, ten, five times in 10 verses in chapter 15. It is interesting. That the woman was likely to spare more than she recovered in the celebration. Even so, Jesus says God celebrates the repentance of one sinner. God rejoices when sinners repent and share God's own joy of it with us. In the other parables, the main character are rich, powerful men who make decisions, affecting other lives, jobs, throwing them out of the house, and even worse, sometimes, killing them. But here, the woman is the main character of the story. She carries out a transformational and rescue action that are affirmations of life. At the beginning of the preceding parable, chapter 15, four, Jesus referred to which men among you. Now, Jesus begins saying, which woman? We know. Religious leaders had no interest in using women as an example, less so even in public. Also, I'm sure there were women among the disciples traveling with, with Jesus. We know that. Jesus included women in his example and in an understanding way by a woman celebrating joy because she found her lost coin. This parable highlighted the intense work the woman did in finding her silver coins. The word translated, silver coins, is drachma, which was a Greek silver coin that was worth about a denarius equivalent a day's wages for an unskilled worker. Probably, the coin represented her entire savings. She looked carefully and lit a lamp to find her coins. And I think so because they were her subsistence, so these coins were very important for her. I can't imagine the desperation of this woman in that moment. It was a difficult task. It was a difficult task to find the coins in the dusty soil of a dark house. It is said that Palestinians' houses then had small windows high up on the walls and sometimes they didn't have any windows. She was determined to find her lost coin despite all. I can't imagine. It was a hard decision too since lamp's oil was expensive and people had to save before the night. But this woman persisted, looked around, swept the floor, lit the lamp, and felt the pressure of finding her coin, coin or maybe not. But she did it. And she didn't only did it, but she was successful in her task. The passage says, she called together her friends and neighbors to her house to rejoice and celebrate her accomplishment. She didn't keep the joy for herself. I love that. I could imagine this woman was very proud of herself in that moment. Who couldn't be? I'm sure all of us would feel proud and happy when we are able to find something that, we was, that was lost and it was a very important thing for us. There is a similarity between losing of the coin and the hopelessness and separation from God and others that gender bias women have experienced in church and in society. The finding of the coin by God, the housewife, offered hope for those trapped in unjust situation of discrimination and exclusion because of gender bias. It is time to take our brooms, sweep the floor, move the furniture with God, and search We salam that we are women and men as God partners in building the kingdom of God. Finding the lost coin is a hope-filled metaphor for the work that many, many among us are trying to do together and the discovery of women in the light of our experience of God. The woman felt joy and she felt joy in finding her lost coin. Imagine God's joy in the woman seeking searching and finding her coin. God is vigilantly searching until all are found and Jesus is offering this invitation of a joyful fiesta. This woman knew the value of her coin, and she was determined to find it. Our stories as women are similar too. And not only as women, but also as men, children, elders, immigrants, and Afro-Americans. Our story has different nuances, and they are also different coins that need to be found in our country and in this common house that we call the world. Women are facing social challenges that are acting against inclusive project of life in abundance for all by God. They are coins that need to be found today. So we can rejoice together. Women's wages are less than men's. Churches still refuse to see God's image in a female body. We need equal rights for all people. We need gun control. War needs to be replaced by understanding and peace and love instead of hate. We need to find the coins of love, respect, inclusion, compassion, truth, peace, and justice in the messy floor of our societies. Sometimes the task is difficult. Coins are hidden on the dusty floor. They sometimes resist being found but we cannot feel discouraged. And we need the flame of the spirit as our lamps that can guide us to find our coins. Sometimes, sometimes, we must try many times, placing our lamps in a different angle to better light our common house or to sweep in the corner that we haven't paid attention to before. We cannot be indifferent to the perfection of the creations God had made for us. A wonderful house with a neat floor where everything has a place and everything can be found there are a lot of disparities regarding gender age and ethnic issues ethnic issues but god is also full of joy when those undermined find their rights and their dignity is restored finding rescuing and restoring sinners whose actions are against the project of fellowship and God's inclusion for all, is an important task today. God calls us today to celebrate our joys in the egalitarian table of fellowship at the focal point of Jesus' ministry. There is a need to become a people of equals, working to eliminate any kind of discriminatory activity. Women can also represent Jesus of God. Women, like men, are able to seek and rescue people in need, which is well represented in this parable. Women are also good ministers. Women are diligent workers for the kingdom of God. When God is seeking our souls, God acts as the woman in this parable, turning her house upside down until she finds what she lost. We are called to look around with caution, continually in a systematic searching like this woman to achieve our goals. God had placed us in a common house to rejoice and celebrate our findings. We must keep a restless spirit that can inspire us constantly to find the right we need and fight for justice and a better world for all. Today, we begin the first week of Advent. I'm hoping this time will be a time of preparing ourselves, lighting our first candle of Advent as a lamp that lights our path to find those coins that need to be found so we can celebrate together and we can celebrate together with joy, waiting for the one who is our Redeemer and Savior Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, I invite you to prepare and take your lamps with sufficient oil to clearly see the path and together as women, men, immigrants, elders, and children to light the floor. Find the coins, find our coins, and celebrate with joy together because they were lost but can be found. May God, the lamp of our feet, accompanies us today and always give us the spirit of this woman to start searching for our coins. In our houses, works, churches, friends, society, and the entire world, in God, our light, we trust. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to the Covenant Presbyterian Church Podcast. I invite you to visit our website, covpresatl.org, that's C-O-V-P-R-E-S-A-T-L.org. There you'll find current worship information, links to our live Sunday morning streaming service, and our full archive of recorded services. You'll also find out more about us and how to get in touch. I wish you well in these strange times. God is with us. Grace and peace to you.